I toilet trained my three-year-old and she absolutely schooled me in mindset. This episode has been in the works for a while, ever since my daughter Eliana decided she was toilet trained on a random Friday afternoon and her conviction in her identity sparked a waterfall of realizations about why we do and don't stay committed to habits, our responsibilities as coaches and service providers, and so much more. This is an episode you're not going to want to miss. Welcome to the Raising Your Business podcast. I'm your host, Yael Bendahan, founder of CEO Mom Academy, Mama 5, and lifelong reading addict. This podcast is here to empower moms to run their businesses and lives like the powerhouse CEO they are. I want you to believe that you can have the business success you desire and be present with your family and to give you my best tips and strategies for how to make that happen. I'll be sharing the honest reality of balancing motherhood and business, business models that work for you, marketing with simplicity, and the mindset of CEO mom. Now, let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back, my friend. I am so excited for this episode. I'm actually recording this from our little vacation cottage up in the Galilee, and my family is away right now on vacation. And I just wanted to take a little bit of my downtime to do this recording because I feel so relaxed and so chill. And it's just so much fun to be able to do this in a different location. I think just sometimes it's great to get out of our usual atmosphere and our usual routine and just be somewhere else. And this is just, I don't know if you could tell, but I am feeling super low-key. Okay, we are going to be talking today about mindset lessons that I learned from my three-year-old daughter, Eliana. And we're going to also talk about living in a state of gratitude and the power of decision and identity shifting. And I'm going to share some really funny stories that I know you can relate to as mamas. My goal for you is to walk away knowing exactly which identity you want to embody and to make a decision about your direction this year. Everything starts with a decision. So, Eliana and her toilet training. This is really funny. It's funny because, actually, I'll explain why in a second. I plan to train my daughter. She's, she was turning three at the beginning of July, and I plan to train her in the two weeks between when she finished preschool and our family trip, which is now. And she was finishing school on the 13th of July, I think. And so I was like, okay, I'll just wait till after her third birthday, and then we'll toilet train her. We'll have a good two weeks to get her like really in the zone, and then we'll be able to go up on our family trip without worrying about her not being used to it. I was hoping. I was praying. Friday afternoon before her third birthday, which was about two weeks before the end of preschool, we showered her for the Sabbath, and she decided that she's wearing underwear now. And that was that. She refused to let us put a diaper on her. And the funny thing is that our son, Ellie, who's the one before her, he's seven now, did the exact same thing the week he turned three. On a Friday, we gave him a shower, and he's like, I'm wearing underwear now. And that was literally it. He was even faster than her. He just, like, overnight decided he was toilet trained. I take zero credit for it because he just did such a good job at doing it on his own. So we were like, okay. And being experienced parents, we're like, we don't want to miss the window because when a kid expresses an interest in being toilet trained, she hadn't done it. We tried to encourage her to do it before, and she was not interested. So I'm like, if she is interested, we are going to take advantage of this time. And she grudgingly agreed to wear a diaper over underwear that night, but she woke up dry in the morning and she was like, that's it. I'm dry. I'm underwear girl and nothing is going to stop her. She did have a few accidents and she like, I was, it wasn't perfect from the beginning, but she had now fully embodied this identity of big girl. She is, I am a big girl. I'm three. I'm not wearing diapers anymore. Diapers are for babies. That's it. She was not going back. Even when she had accidents, she stuck to her guns. All right, which, and which I found very fascinating is that usually what I found is that kids who are toilet trained or in the process of toilet training, they can get very upset about having accidents. They could be like, oh my gosh, like, 
and they get all embarrassed and, and they, they cry. They're like, they feel bad that they did it. She did not do that. She, when she had accidents, she didn't beat herself up about it. She was super matter of fact and just accepted that she would make mistakes. But that did not change her essential identity of big girl. She was like, just because I'm having an accident means absolutely nothing about who I am as a person. And she just was super casual about it. She goes, oops, I'm wet. Let's, tra- let's change my underwear. She was just really chill. I know I'm getting a little TMI, but like the fact is our lives are basically a slew of TMI. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to excuse myself. But the point was she was just very accepting of herself that she would make mistakes, but it did not change the essential decision that she had made, that essential identity that she had now decided to embody. I wanted to just share a few lessons that I learned from her, which actually also inspired some of my clients, which was really funny. I'm like, check out my three-year-old, the mindset coach. So the first lesson that I learned from her was that she had decided on who she wanted to be. And it was so powerful that she was able to hold that identity in her sleep. Literally, one afternoon, she's like, I'm wearing underwear now. And she was so committed to that, that she was dry that night. And the crazy thing about her being dry that night is not that she was, because she's three years old. I'm like, I'm sure her body was capable. But she had not been before, which means she was waking up in the morning with a full diaper, okay? So it was not like she didn't really need to pee at night, so she, so whatever. It wasn't a big deal that she was dry. She literally went from filling up her diaper at night to deciding she is going to be dry in the morning, and she was. And I just wanted to share this because if you have read Atomic Habits, James Clear discusses the power of identity shifting, and he says that habits can't truly change until we identify as that person with those habits. Instead of saying, I want to exercise more, right? If you decide that you are going to embody the identity of a fit mom, okay? And fit moms don't make excuses for not exercising, for example. This was an example of her embodying that underwear girl identity and holding fast. So my question to you is, who do you want to embody? What kind of CEO mom do you want to embody? Another thing that struck me was the power of that decision. We can do so much for ourselves, the simple decision. But the truth is that when we commit to something new, that decision has to happen every single day. So it's not like you can make one decision and that's it, right? It's not that easy, as we know. So we decide that we're off sugar, for example. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a break from sugar because I feel like I'm addicted. And I've done this before. The fact is, you're going to need to make that decision every time you come ac- across a piece of cake or a Milky Way or I don't even know, anything that has sugar in it. And so many things do. So it's not just that initial decision, but you have to continue making that decision on a regular basis. That was another thing that I realized was like, the power of our minds to make a decision and hold to it can literally change your physiology and you can change like literally everything about you in a split second. But you also have to realize that it's not enough to just make the decision. You have to back up the decision with action. But if you have that decision is I'm no longer doing this or this is the kind of person that I want to be and you keep that at the front of your mind, it is so much easier to remake that decision every day. Another thing that I learned was that she decided she was ready. And I had not officially planned to toilet train her two weeks before the end of preschool because I was worried that I'd have to keep her home for the next two weeks. Like I, I didn't want to send her in half trained. They really didn't like that. But I was like, you know what? She decided she was ready now. And I was not about to miss this window of interest. Okay. And so the, another lesson that I, I learned from this was to realize that things will not always happen on your timeline. And I think this is pretty much, you learn this lesson the second you become a mom and even the second you're pregnant and you're like, okay, that's my due date. And then baby comes early or it comes late or it comes exactly my my last my my fourth son came on his actual due date I was so shocked because my kids had always been late so I had planned to be at least a week late 
and he came exactly on time. So realize that things will not always happen on your timeline, but they are on a divine timeline, and they're going to come at the exact right time and place for you. Her decision was out of my hands at a certain point. And on that subject, if you are a service provider and especially a coach, please realize that you are not responsible for your client results or lack thereof. It is up to them to decide to take action. It's up to them to decide who they want to be. You are not responsible for your decision. For, sorry, you're not responsible for their decisions. And the fact is that we very often, as coaches, as service providers, we can very much take to heart when our clients do not succeed. And yes, if you're a service provider, if you're a copywriter, for example, and your copy is crap, then yes, it's probably partially your fault that the sales page didn't convert. But assuming that it's not crap, there are so many, even as a done-for-you service provider, there are so many variables that come into play. Just because you wrote a great sales page doesn't mean that you're going to have a successful launch because maybe they didn't drive enough traffic to the launch. Maybe they didn't pre-frame their audience enough before they actually launched their offer. Maybe they were wrong. The messaging was wrong. Maybe they thought that their audience wanted something and actually they wanted something else. And they told you what they thought their audience wanted. And you wrote the sales page with this messaging that was not accurate. Even as a coach, especially as a coach, I feel like we very much like we get very invested in our clients. And it's a little harder because we can't do the work for them. We really can't. Like as a service provider, to some extent, you can do the work for your clients. As a coach, you can't do the work for your clients. That's not your job, whether you're a coach or consultant or anything in between. It's not your job. If your client decides that they cannot take action or they are stuck, like you cannot unstick them. You can give them tools. You can give them support. You can encourage them. But it is up to them to make that decision who they're going to be, how they're going to act, how they're going to react to situations. That is their work, and you cannot take that on for them. If you know another CEO mom who's feeling stuck and uncertain about her next steps and feel like these lessons will help her, share this episode with her. I would appreciate it so much, and it would be a win for us all. If you share a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram stories, I'm happy to chat about your schedule and give you some tips personally. Now, back to the show. Another thing I learned, once you embody a certain identity, if you fall down, so to speak, or have an accident, like slipping into old habits, be neutral about it. It does not mean anything about you, your new identity, or how good or bad you are, in quotes. It just is. Learn from it and move on, just like Eliana. In fact, she moved on from her particularly gross accidents a little bit too quickly for my taste. It is easy to be casual when you're not the one washing a poopy pair of Elsa underwear because, God forbid, you throw it out. But the truth is, I was actually really proud of her because she was able to take it, just acknowledge that she had that accident and move on and be like, yeah, but I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to wear a diaper because one time I, for I, I didn't make it to the toilet. She kept on going. So if you are embodying a new identity, you're on a new, on a new diet or you have committed to a new marketing plan and you miss a day or eat something that you weren't supposed to eat, I don't know, whatever. I'm using this as an example, as diet as an example, but I find generally diets that completely rule out certain foods like entirely don't really work for me because I'm not really good at that. So, but the point is, it does not mean anything about you as a person. All right. And don't take it that way. Don't take it as, oh, I must be bad. I must be this. I must not be good enough. I must not be a committed person. No, it just means that you had an accident and it means nothing about you. Be neutral about it and just go back to business. Regularly scheduled programming. Keep moving on. All right. And my client, Jen, said this inside of our Slack channel. Please thank Eliana for being such an inspiration. I've really been struggling lately to wake up and get going in the morning. Last night, I said out loud, I'm a person who wakes up and gets things done and repeated it over and over before I went to sleep. This morning, I popped right awake with my alarm and I've already crossed three things off my list and it isn't even 9 a.m. yet. Identity shifting is amazing. So 
kudos to Eliana for being my client's mindset coach as well. So based on this story, here is what I suggest you do. Number one is decide who that upgraded version of you is that you want to embody. So for me, I'm embodying the unwavering woman standing in conviction. Who is that identity that you want to take on? What is the identity you want to take on? You and you alone have the power to decide which identity you want to be. And it is up to you to figure out which identity will most get you to the next step, get you to the place that you want to get to. And number two is decide which steps you're going to take to become you 2.0 or whoever that identity is. Whether that's investing in team members, raising your rates, hiring a coach, joining your first mastermind, what is going to show God and the world that you mean business? And speaking of masterminds, I just want to share this before I move on to my next second big mindset lesson that I learned from Eliana. Do you feel like you've built a business that actually isn't serving you in your current season? If you're feeling constrained by your offers, the clients you're serving, or your current schedule, I got you, mama. I'm opening up highly limited spots in my Q4 Momentum Mastermind to help you pivot your business in a direction that will be aligned with your current season, whether that's adding on digital products, hiring team members, launching leveraged offers as a service provider, or building an automated funnel so your business can grow while you take time off. I want to be there for you and help you make that happen this year. We'll be working together to create a Q4 sales strategy using Black Friday that generates revenue, attracts higher ticket clients, and adds a leveraged stream of income to your business so you can take one or 10 steps closer to your goal of true time freedom as a mom. The Momentum Mastermind includes an in-person retreat in Florida in November that includes a personal mini branding photo shoot and plenty of masterminding and nourishment, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And when you join now, you can get a special extended payment plan and access to the Mastermind group chat and all of my content right away so you can start creating momentum for Q4 now. Shoot me a message on Instagram with the word momentum or apply with the link in the show notes and let's chat about how you can turn your business from a job into joy along with a group of incredible mamas just like you. Now, back to the show. Okay, story number two about Eliana and the word please. So, Obviously, we're always trying to teach our kids manners. And when my older kids were little, we really, it became just a habit to, they said, oh, I want this. And I'd be like, how do we ask? And they'd say, please. And then I would give it to them. And I'd be like, what do we say? And they'd say, thank you. Like they were literally conditioned. It's actually funny because (laughs) my second son, when he was 10 months old, we were at, we were at the store and he pointed at something and he was like, "Uh uh-uh, like he wanted it. And I just said absentmindedly because I was so used to saying it to my toddler. I was like, how do we ask? And I hear this little voice going, please. And I was like, wait, was that you? And my son, my older son was like, no, that that was him. That was the baby. So he learned this from a very young age. How do we ask? We say, please. What do we say? We say, thank you. My daughter missed a step. So when she asked for something and I say, how do we ask? She jumps immediately to thank you. No, please do not pass go. Do not collect $200. (laughs) She immediately, she just assumes that she's going to get what she wants. So she's already thanking me in advance. She's just, I'm there. I'm ready. Like, just thank you so much for giving this thing that I want. Because obviously you're going to give it to me. So I may as well just jump straight to the thank you at the end. Now, I don't know if she's actually thinking this way, but it made me laugh and it made me think. And here is what I learned from her. And here's my recommendation for you. Everything is available in the world for you. God is infinite and limitless, and he can do everything or anything. So lean into gratitude on a daily basis. Eliana is grateful in advance. And it's funny because I actually teach this in my, in my when I teach about journaling. So I, t- I talk about gratitude and 
future gratitude, preemptive gratitude. So you write down things that you're grateful for that you already have, and then you write down things that you're grateful for in advance. So you're like, I'm so grateful for this amazing vacation that my family's on. I'm so grateful for my 50K month by the end of 2023. And the point is that your brain will start associating your existing gratitude and put into the state of gratitude for these things that you have not yet created, and it becomes more and more real to you, and you are more likely to achieve that thing. And in Judaism, we say a prayer every day called Moda'ani, and the translation of it is literally, I thank you, living and enduring king, for you have graciously returned my soul within me. Great is your faithfulness. Our, our tradition is that every night, our souls go up to heaven, and then they come back down in the morning. And so we are thanking God the minute we wake up for the privilege of opening our eyes in the morning. So you don't have to do that, but my recommendation is starting off your day every day with gratitude. Figure out ways to incorporate gratitude into your daily routine. I like to use gratitude in my morning journaling as well as think of three things that I'm grateful for every evening. And I use the five-minute journal for this. It's an app on my phone. It's really easy and and it really makes a difference in the way you see the world. I used to do this in the morning when I would I'd be lying in bed nursing my baby and I would just think, I would just do my gratitudes in my head because I was stuck there anyway. And I was already in this like really nice like oxytocin haze of love and, and joy. And I just, ah. I love nursing my babies. So I was already in a feeling in a very grateful frame of mind. I would just look down at her and be so grateful for her and for the gift that she was to our family. And it just put me into this mode of gratitude for the rest of the day. And the more you lean into gratitude for what you have and what you are open to receiving, the more likely it is that it will find its way to you. And I'm saying this to myself because my natural tendency is to be a little more on the pessimistic side. I will tend to look for the problem and gap in everything. So I have to make an extra effort to focus on noticing the good. I'm not perfect, but we are all a work in progress, okay? And speaking of gratitude, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode. And if you felt stuck making a decision or felt responsible for client results as a coach, even when they weren't taking action, I hope this helped you and I'll be on the lookout for more mindset lessons for my mini life coach. And don't forget that applications are open for my Q4 Momentum Mastermind, which includes an in-person event in Florida in November, along with a mini branding photo shoot. And when you join now, you can get a special extended payment plan and access to the Mastermind group chat right away so you can start creating momentum for Q4 now. Shoot me a message on Instagram with the word momentum or apply at the link in the show notes and let's chat about how you can make the next six months the absolute best ever. I can't thank you enough for listening to Raising Your Business. I hope that this episode has inspired you to take another step towards building a business and life that you love and growing your income in a way that works for you as a mom. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to read and review and let's connect on Instagram. Screenshot and share it on Instagram stories so we can get the word out to more mom business owners just like you. Tag me at Bia Albendahan and share your biggest breakthrough from today. See you next week.